as you've heard me say, amazing how the daily scripture, this was from the day, not anything proper, from the day matches what today is about. When I was in high school, I took French class. And all I can remember really about French class was how the teacher celebrated, promoted, even though it was in the summer, all the year we celebrated July 14th. July 14th. Does anybody know what July 14th is? Huge celebrations in France today. It's called Bastille Day. I would beg to differ, and if you do see someone out there, please write in the comments and send me the priest's name, because if there's any other priest talking about this today, God bless them. Bastille Day is a part of the French Revolution, and the French Revolution began exactly 100 years later to the day that Jesus asked St. Margaret Mary Alacoque to have the French consecrate the nation of France to the Sacred Heart of Jesus, and they didn't do it. He asked the king to consecrate France. They didn't do it. He kept asking. They didn't do it. They didn't do it. Finally, 100 years later to the day, broke out the French Revolution. Now, on July 14th, today's date, 1789, the people of Paris got weapons and marched to the ancient royal fortress called the Bastille. The crowd broke into the Bastille and released the prisoners that were there. These were, this was considered the first victory of the people of Paris against the symbol of the church, the old regime. But it led to the complete de-Christianization of France. You know, there's a lot of debate over whether this movement was really of the people or if it was carried out by a small, tiny group of revolutionary radicals. Huh, kind of interesting to what we're seeing today. During a two-year period known as the Reign of Terror, the episodes of anti-Catholicism were some of the most violent in European history. And we celebrate this? The new revolutionary authorities suppressed the Catholic Church, abolished the Catholic monarchy, seized church property, exiled 30,000 priests, and killed hundreds and hundreds more. They developed a new form of moral religion based on man. God was removed. They brought in the deistic cult of the supreme being who was now man and his rational thought and not God, kind of like the Voltaire. This was then laying groundwork for the atheistic cult of reason with a revolutionary government that now supported anti-Catholicism. Religious elements that were symbols of the stability of the French people were replaced. They were removed. They were canceled. Interesting. 
History seems to repeat itself. The radical revolutionists desired to rid the French state of all Christian influence. It began with the fall of the monarchy. Now, did the French kings do everything right? Of course not. But by removing the monarchy, it basically stripped the state of its sanctification by the clergy in what was known as the doctrine of divine right. And it ushered in, instead of God, an era of enlightenment, reason. We don't need God. We got everything we need in ourselves. This is the ultimate sin against God. Sins of weakness, those types of things, sins of, you know, uh, those types of sins, not nearly as serious as sins of unforgiveness, malice, and worst of all, pride. This is pride. Now, the civil constitution that they made called the Constitution of the Clergy subordinated the Catholic Church to the French government. Clergy had to swear an oath now of fidelity to get this, the new order the new order of France, or they face dismissal, deportation, or death. I think it's coming. It was never accepted, however, by Rome, by the Pope. But we celebrate it. The program in France of dechristianization should be a wake-up call to us. It included destruction, of church property, statues, and beautiful icons, destruction of crosses, bells, and other external signs of worship, a law making all what they call non-juring priests. What does that mean? These were priests of the state, not of the church, kind of like China. I don't want to get into the church thought here, but... And I support our church 100%, but I just can't grasp what's happening with the church in China and what the Vatican is allowing to happen in China. I just, I, I'm not making a statement about it. I just can't grasp it. You're throwing the faithful Chinese Christian Catholics under the bus. And so all those who were priests of the state kind of like what's happening in China, were allowed to stay, but the church priests were removed, and all who harbored them were put to death. Declaring that all church property in France belonged to the nation, it was confiscated. In September 1792, the Legislative Assembly legalized divorce. This is contrary to Catholic doctrine. The state took control of the birth, death, and marriage registers, took it away from the church. And the view that the church was counter-revolutionary caused violence in the streets. And many people believe that the people were instigated to doing those riots. Kind of sound familiar? On September 2nd, 1792, more than 200 priests were massacred and killed by angry mobs. 
Priests were among those drowned in mass executions for treason, simply because they devoted themselves to the church and not the state. And we celebrate this. I'd like to see if we celebrated the burning of mosques or something else in this European Union. The Gregorian calendar was replaced by the French Republican calendar, which abolished saints' days and any references to the church. Anti-clerical parades were held, and the Archbishop of Paris was forced to resign, and he was remade, made to replace his martyr, uh, martyr mitre, the, the headgear of the bishop, with a cap of liberty, standing for liberty from God, away, not given by God, liberty away from God. And we celebrate this. Religious streets and places, the names of them were changed, and religious holidays were banned in replacement for harvest days. That's pagan Rome. Many churches were converted into temples of reason and de deistic services. A prostitute was brought into Notre Dame, symbolizing the harlot. <clears throat> but now all is not doom and gloom. There is at least some real reason because by early 19, excuse me, 1795, there was somewhat of a return to some religious-based faith. It started to take shape a little bit. I think the people started to wake up, kind of like I think we are now starting to wake up with what's happening in our country. A law was passed in 17, February of 1795 that then allowed public worship. It did legalize it but with a lot of strict limitations, kind of like us today. Things still weren't perfect, though. As late as 1799, priests were still being imprisoned and deported to penal colonies, exiled. I bet you didn't know this. Pope Pius VI died in captivity in Valens, France in 1799 as a prisoner of the revolution. Did you learn that? I didn't learn that in my French class. We were too busy having cupcakes and cookies celebrating Bastille Day. I really wish now I would have known back my freshman year in high school what I know now. And maybe it's God's will I didn't because I probably would have spoke out against it and got expelled. But why in the world would we celebrate this? After Napoleon, however, took over in late 1799, Napoleon, we all know, had his own issues. He crowned himself as emperor. He was definitely not a great Catholic. However, he entered into negotiations with the new pope, Pius VII. Pius VI died as a prisoner and technically ended officially the de-Christianization period, technically, and established 
rules for kind of a loose relationship between the Catholic Church and the French state. So there was some changing that got back some of the worship. That's why when you go to France today, you can still see some open churches. You can still see statues now, but only 4% of the French people go to church. I was just there last year. Our tour guide was an ex-Catholic. And everything there is now treated as museums or just history. He said, nobody really goes to church. I went to the Sacre-Cœur, the Sacred Heart, highest point, I think, in Paris. It was treated like a museum. People are just taking pictures and coming in with tank tops and Daisy Duke shorts and just no reverence whatsoever. And it's surprising because since this event, France has never been the same. France is the first daughter of the church. You've heard me say, I still believe something big is going to happen in France. I did a talk on the end times a while ago, and in it, I was amazed by the number of prophecies from Catholic saints and mystics about France. Part of this prophecy talks about a new monarch will rise up in France and return her to the faith. Let us pray today, July 14th, Bastille Day, I might be wrong, I hope I'm wrong, but I'm guessing nobody is talking about this from the concept of the church. They're over there celebrating it with fireworks, cookies, and cupcakes, and saying what a great day in French history. But we really need to see it for what it is, a disastrous day in the history of the world. And so let us pray today for France. Let us pray, St. Joan of Arc. Let us pray for those who realize the mistakes that were made in the past and not to repeat them in the future, even here. So to finish, these mystics and saints have been saying, France is the first daughter of the church, will be the place where Europe turns it around, where Europe turns back to God. Right now, it's pretty difficult to think that, but we have hope. Let us pray, and if a great French monarch does return the country, come back and return it to the faith. Let's celebrate that. Let's celebrate her French Catholic roots. French, or France was Catholic way before the French Revolution. And the French Revolution was really nothing more than a separation from God. So let us go back to the need for God and may France see her need for God. Are you a Marian helper? 
Join our Spiritual Benefit Society and start sharing in the graces of all the daily masses, prayers, and good works of Marian priests and brothers all over the world. Sign up is free and easy. Simply visit micprayers.org. That's micprayers.org. Thank you, and God bless you. Please follow or subscribe to this podcast to receive the latest episodes and updates. If you have been blessed by this podcast, I invite you to leave a review. Reviews greatly improve our podcast ranking and will help spread this podcast to other people throughout the world. Are you enjoying this podcast? I invite you to listen to more shows brought to you by the Marian Fathers of the Immaculate Conception. Join us daily for enriching spiritual content, which will help you on your journey with Jesus Christ. Simply visit DivineMercyPlus.org for a complete list of our shows. That's DivineMercyPlus.org. Are you a Marian helper? Join our Spiritual Benefit Society and start sharing in the graces of all the daily Masses, prayers, and good works of Marian priests and brothers all over the world. Sign up is free and easy. Simply visit micprayers.org. That's micprayers.org. Thank you, and God bless you.